0: Claim this discount by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join PhotographyCourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Have you ever been interested in taking meaningful and eye-catching self-portraits? If so, our self-portrait of photography indoors on a budget course is perfect for you. I'm actually the instructor, and I'll be teaching you how to take really beautiful photographs of yourself indoors without investing in any other equipment. These lessons are all about making the most of what you have, experienced or not, and telling an authentic story. There are 30 video lessons that include quizzes, a community of photographers, random surprises, and much more. This is an incredible opportunity for you to improve your self-portrait photography skills and to impress everyone around you. I have a very special discount code just for our podcast listeners. We're offering a 50% discount code just for you. Use this code to claim your discount, Portrait50. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with Malaysian street and human interest photographer, Sarah, also known as Annie Maris. We talk about street photography, taking photos of people in which they feel comfortable, pursuing photography as a hobby, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Great Big Photography World podcast. I'm very happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the
1: listeners. Hi. Thank you so much, Taya, for having me. Uh, My name is Sarah and I'm a hobbyist photographer from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Um, I'm 30 years old this year and I lean more towards human interest, um, street photography, portraits, but uh, I don't limit myself to only that because I like to experiment with other areas as well. Um, So I don't like to put myself in a box and label myself as just a street photographer or a portrait photographer. Um, although I lean more towards that, but I also do like architectures, landscape, those kind of things as well. Yeah.
0: That's great. I love that you don't put yourself in a box because I think photographers, especially when they get to a point where they are experienced and they specialize in a specific genre, they feel like they right. can't broaden their horizons, they can't try new things because you know it's difficult, mm-hmm. maybe people won't accept them. So I love that you open yourself up to different opportunities.
1: Mm, yeah. Because I think I can understand that their point of view professionally, because I'm a hobbyist, so it's different point of view. Because if you are professional, probably you are more um, lean towards one genre and you are making money out of that. So I, I also agree with that. But it's just for me and myself. And as a hobbyist, I like to open myself to a lot of genres. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are two different worlds, definitely, and it's very important to consider that, especially if somebody is trying to figure out whether they want to pursue photography as a hobby or professionally. It's a really important step to take. Yeah, would you consider photography professionally?
1: Um, for now, I actually I tried previously professionally, but it it doesn't fit with my soul because I think um, when I shoot, hobby, like not professionally. I can see things more clearly and it doesn't have any, like the pressure is not there. Um, So you are actually looking at it differently rather than you are making it for money. So you are seeing things probably only in your uh, one eye. But for me, when I don't have any burden, I don't have any pressure, I can shoot whatever that I like and I see the things that I see that is beautiful. So I just take the photo, the moment, the shot, and that's it. So I don't have any thought process like, uh, okay, this must be delivered to someone. So I don't like that pressure. That's why I become a hobbyist and to just stay in my line. Yeah. I really
0: like that. I can really relate to that because mm. there was a point in my life where I had to decide whether I wanted to pursue photography professionally or not. And I didn't because, as you said, it just didn't feel right for me. <laughs> right it intuitively just didn't feel right and that doesn't mean that it's not right for other people of course and I think it's so important to always figure out how you feel uh personally yeah yourself to Mm. make decisions that you think you should make um so yeah right it's it's great that we have all kinds of photographers on this podcast I think and it's very important to have hobbyists as well Mm. Uh, Hobbyists as well so yeah I understand what you're talking about yeah Mm -hmm.
1: I never expected me to be a hobbyist photographer. I, I actually, I came, I mean, I picked up camera because of I want to do it professionally. But then uh, when, I, when I do things like a, a job and I don't feel like, okay, I don't think that I want to sell this. Um, this is, because this is me and sometimes I just want it to be my personal collection. And um, so the burden of it, and I, I can see that I pour myself into a a hobby photographer as a hobbyist photographer more than a professional one so yeah
0: yeah that's a great answer and i love that you're staying true to yourself you tried pursuing photography professionally it didn't work for you and you tried something else and i think now you have a fulfilling job and you have (laughs) that can help you relax yes correct exactly Yeah, it's amazing. Photography for many people is just an opportunity to relax, to connect with yourself after a busy day. And that's something that I can definitely relate to as well. And it's Mm. beautiful that we have this opportunity to let loose, let our emotions go through photography. Yes, correct. You shoot primarily using a Leica Q2, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, right now. I think it's a great camera. I've never used it myself. I've seen some photographs that others have taken with it, including you, and I love the effect. Before oh, that.
1: what what kind of camera are you using right now?
0: I'm using a Canon 5D Mark II.
1: Ah, okay. Yes, and I also have also a okay. Canon ATD that I use for filming. Right, okay. Okay, that's, a, that's also a good camera. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've always been a Canon mm-hmm. girl. I'm not biased. Um, right. I, I do love Canon, but I am open to other... <laughs> As well, I understand. Yeah. But before that you had a few Sony cameras. So what was that transition like going from Sony to Leica and like right. make that transition?
1: Okay, so uh I used um I picked up a Sony A6000 in 2015. Um that was my first entry level into this photography uh industry or hobby. And then um I used it a lot and The Sony A6000 was a wonderful tool for me to learn photography because it is very compact. It's very easy to bring out with. And then I paired it with the Sigma 30 1.4. Have you used the Sigma 30 before? No, I haven't. Oh, it's such a, a sharp lens. Uh, it's very good for portraitures and environmental portraitures and because it's wide enough, but also it has a separation because it has the 1.4, so it was a very uh, good lens. Okay, so anyway, I, I learned a lot of things from the Sony a6000. I experiment with it. I also use it for my videos that I shot with a6000. And then um, I used that for, I think, around five to six years. Um, and then I start transitioning to A7II, a 7 the a full frame Sony camera as well. Uh, but then that was during pandemic. I don't even know why I, I, I jumped to the full-frame one because I hadn't had any opportunity to use it at all. Uh, but then um, I was downsizing because I feel like I don't think I need a lot of gears. I don't think a lot of lenses. I I was thinking a lot of... I want to downsize. So that's why I choose the Leica Q2 because it is very compact and it only comes with a lot one lens. Yeah,
0: so there's no interchangeable lenses, right?
1: No, this is uh, for the Q2. It does not have interchangeable lens. It's only a fixed 28 millimeters focal length, um, but it's a Sumilux and it's a very, very good lens. Yeah.
0: That's very interesting from having a lot of equipment or more than mm. what you have now and then downsizing and being mm. limited by what you have uh, and also being
1: inspired by it. I, I'm also sometimes inspired by limiting myself. And, right. Yeah. yeah, because things that um, I like about this camera is because, um, first of all, the uh, I have to throw away all of that um, distractions of lenses what kind of lens do I want to bring today to bring out right so if you have like choices you are going to be uh, burdened by like oh my god I need to bring everything or else I can't shoot it out so I don't want to have that thought anymore and I want to cut that process out and I just want to bring one camera and one lens to go out and shoot because right now I already have like sort of my genre which is like a street human interest which is i only have this 28 and it's good good enough so um also using the prime lens is also it's, it's not a problem for me using a prime lens because i have been using a lot of prime lenses previously as well um but i mean limiting yourself and you just want to bring it out to shoot more because of course, a camera, it fits the purpose of a camera if you're just buying a camera and just put it in the dry box and not doing anything with it because it's too bulky, those kind of things. So it's good to have a camera which you can just take out and bring and shoot. So, yeah. That's great, and I'm so
0: happy that you found a camera that works for you, and it's all about finding equipment that complements your lifestyle, not necessarily buying stuff that everyone else is buying, but it is good to get inspiration from other photographers, of course, but yeah, Yeah. you just have to work with what you really want to work with yourself. So it sounds like this camera is perfect for minimalists.
1: Yes, correct. It has also, uh, uh, other than just the 28 millimeters, it has a crop function of 35, 50, and also 75 frame uh, in the body itself. So it is sort of like you have a three or four lenses at the same time, but you just have one. It's because of this camera has a 47 megapixel sensor, so and it's a full frame sensor. So it's really, really sharp, and it doesn't matter if you crop in. Yeah.
0: 47 megapixels wow <laughs> yeah and when you upgraded when you downsized, did that change the way that you took photographs because as you said it made it easier for you and you had this very compact mm. camera to work with so did you find yourself taking more photographs
1: or were there any specific changes yes definitely because i bring this camera a lot out uh, more than my previous cameras because again, as I said, the lenses and stuff like that. It, because um, previously, when I want to take out with one camera and one lens, I would feel the opportunity cost lost. You know, like I I, I didn't bring my uh, long lens, those kind of things. But with this, I just okay, I just bring it and shoot whatever that I think is interesting in front of me. And I just take it as an opportunity more to take photos out there. I definitely take more photos with this Leica than my uh, A6000 or a 7
0: That's amazing. Yeah, opportunity cost. That's something I struggle with a lot myself. I have a few lenses mm. and I have two camera bodies. So sometimes I sit in my chair and instead of taking photos, I just... Try to think about the opportunity cost
1: for (laughs) everything. Yes, definitely, especially when I go travel, because when I go travel, I'd be like, oh, should I bring every all the lenses? Or but then it will be like too heavy and stuff for traveling. So this is also a perfect camera for travel photography. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this camera is perfect for minimalists, and it's a stress reliever. Correct, (laughs) definitely. So you mentioned earlier that you specialize in human interest photography and street photography. What advice would you give to people who want to improve their street photos?
1: Oh, sure. Um, I've asked uh, someone in my uh, community about this. What is street photography? What is there any rule to it? And then he said, no, there's no rule to it. It's, as long as you are on the street and you are taking photos of whatever outdoors in the street, you are considered as a street photographer. So don't limit yourself to, okay, one kind of, one type of um, photography, just uh, define, okay, this is street photography. It doesn't work that way. Um, Also by my own um, like view is that you have to experiment and you have to be bold. You have to get out of the comfort zone. Um, I learn a lot from YouTube Right now, I'm watching Sir Robin photography from, I, I think, uh, the real Sir Robin uh, from YouTube. And that kind of street photography is really, really uh, inspiring for me because you are literally in front of um, um, subjects and strangers. You are basically going in front of their faces and taking photos of that, the moment. And it's a candid moment. So I'm inspired to do that. So I did that in London as well previously in my previous trip, and it works great. So one thing that I like to say to all strip photographers is try and don't be afraid of strangers. Um, I started out strip photography thinking that, oh, someone's going to get mad at me, annoyed or things like that. But it doesn't happen. Most of the time they're like, okay. yeah sure whatever or they didn't even realize you're taking your their photo so yeah it's a great thing to challenge yourself always to challenge yourself that's a great
0: answer it's so lovely that you were able to learn from another photographer it's really important to be in a community that is supportive that can give you advice especially if you're starting out hmm. yes definitely Street photography is very intimidating in my eyes. And as you mentioned, a lot of people are afraid of being or angering somebody or putting Mm. themselves in a situation where they offend someone. We definitely don't want that as photographers, but oftentimes fear creates these terrible scenarios in our heads that aren't real.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Most of the time it doesn't work that way. Um it is actually unexpected as well because when you try to be more open, you don't you don't shoot like uh being in the dark. Don't shoot um as if you are taking someone's picture for illegal purpose. You're just taking photos out in the open and they'll be very glad to that you're taking their photos.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. For a lot of people, it's flattering. Like, thank you. You thought I was worthy of being photographed. You thought I was. It's nice.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then you can start the conversation with them as well. There are a lot of um, human interests out there who are very, really, very interesting. You know, humans are very interesting. Um, I feel like they have a lot of backstories. They have a lot of experiences and you can start to um, connect with them and relate to them in that way. Yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah that's great it's amazing it, not just to think of it as taking a photo of someone but also to see it as an opportunity to connect with people and to maybe not even just make some friends but just get to know something from other people learn from them
1: yeah definitely correct
0: during your street photography journeys did you ever come across somebody a stranger that you learned something from
1: um i had photographed a person in london uh, last um, august and that person was in a suit and is very well made and i was just taking a photo of him randomly but and then i, I uh, came up to him and he just said that he just lost his wife and it was very heartbreaking i i never thought that someone who is very i mean he's decent looking you know he doesn't look like very um, out of touch or things like that but um, I didn't know that he was having a rough day but then I showed him his, a picture of that and then he was like oh thank you so much for taking my photo and he just said that he just lost a family member his wife and yeah had had a bad day but um, you know this interaction made him a little bit better yeah that way uh, in that day so yeah
0: that's very touching, and it shows the power of street photography. Of course, we can't mm. change the world as street photographers, but we can maybe make somebody's day. We can show them a different side of themselves. And you, you're right. You never know what's going on in someone's life, even if they mm. maybe they might be struggling. You just never know. So it's really important to
1: connect. Yes, correct. That's why I, I love to go out to people. I actually at my house I mean in my country I'm really just an introvert I don't really like to talk to people but through photography I tend to more connect to people to strangers a lot because of that I challenge myself a lot on that yeah
0: mm. that's amazing I would have never imagined that you are an introvert I as soon as we were talking, I was like she's an extrovert
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely no. Um, in my normal life, normal daily life, I don't really talk to strangers. I just put on my headphone and just look down and walk, you know. <laughs> just all right yeah. <laughs> You're living a double
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But that's
1: what photography makes me, you know.
0: Uh yeah. No, that's great. It's showing you different parts of your personality. And even if somebody's an introvert, even if someone's an extrovert, they can be the opposite depending on the situation. I think as humans we can adapt depending yeah. on where we are so that's yeah it's definitely a beautiful thing about us as human beings Mm -hmm. you also have uh, some posed portraits uh, in your portfolio so photos of people where they know that you're photographing them what tips would you give to aspiring portrait photographers because for me when i was looking through your work your posed Mm -hmm. portraits looked as natural as your candid street photos and i think that's difficult to achieve
1: right um, so for post photos, actually, you have to be, uh, before you take their photos, you have to be comfortable with them, right? So the subjects are probably not really comfortable in front of the camera. So you have to make them comfortable with them. Talk a few like small talks, make them laugh, uh, spend a few times a minute uh, like before the shoot itself and just like probably show them um, inspired photos that you are take you you have taken and then uh, ask them to replicate it and then also you have to know um, you have to communicate a lot with the um, subjects yeah that's what I realized because if you are talking to them a lot like um, complimenting them along the way of the the shooting process they will be like oh they'll be put down their guard down you know they will put their guard down and more relaxed Um, And then create a scene, probably, let them do whatever it is. It doesn't need to be posed, posed. Yeah, they don't have to be staying still. They can also move. It's just the photographer. So you have to know what kind of shot that you are thinking in your head. So just get the photo and the settings right and then get the shot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's our job as photographers to be able to predict uh, how someone will move or be able to Mm even visualize the kind of shot that we want to take and the most important thing then is to make sure that the subject feels comfortable
1: correct and music helps too sometimes yeah
0: oh yeah yeah that's a great tip music is definitely important and if you ask for someone's favorite right or something and just play that in the background maybe they'll feel uh more free (laughs) yeah that's it yes yes correct great So as a hobbyist photographer, you said earlier that you wanted to pursue photography professionally initially. And Hmm. as we talked about earlier, sometimes people feel that pressure. They don't know which direction to go in. What advice would you give to hobbyist photographers who feel stressed about this? How can they enjoy taking photos more instead of worrying about looking a certain way or creating aesthetic Instagram feeds,
1: things like that? How can they just
0: be present with photography?
1: Mm, I think you don't have to think a lot first of all you don't have to think a lot of what others would think um you have to be in love and you have to love your artwork and be confident with it first um it's not a matter of um, showing what others like what you can do it's just for me fulfill fulfilling yourself and uh Sometimes because there are photos that I have taken that I don't want to show other people. I just want to show myself, and it's for my um, portfolio, uh, my personal projects. So, if you want to pursue professionally, it also it is also doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, if you can, you want to make money out of it. Say, uh, just just shoot, go out and shoot, and um, collect some portfolios and um, try it. If, if it's not your thing, then just go back to being a hobbyist. It, it's As long as you're trying and try and try, and uh, if it fails, then go back to being a hobbyist. It, it, it does not have to be a label, again. It does not have to be like a label that, okay, I am doing this professionally, so I am primarily a professional photographer. It doesn't work that way. You can also be a hobbyist and also be a professional at the same time, right? It's just a different time and, and the moment. So do whatever that it doesn't need to be a burden for you and just keep your soul-free, mind-free and just shoot whatever that you love. Yeah. That's wonderful advice. Thank you for sharing that. I think the less pressure we
0: put on ourselves as photographers, the easier Mm. it is for us to produce work that really reflects how we feel and makes us feel good about ourselves.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I remember... Even just a few months ago, I was struggling with this because as a hobbyist, Mm. I often share my work online and I start comparing myself to other photographers. And this was all happening subconsciously. And I remember getting to a point where I just didn't want to take photos because I felt that my voice wasn't good enough compared to other people's. And when I blocked all that out, it just completely changed me. Now I really want to take photographs. And I think it's about embracing your individuality as, as an artist
1: and just being happy and confident with who you are, as you said earlier. Right, right. There are different kinds of struggles in if you are a beginner photographer and you are an intermediate photographer. There are different kinds of struggles. Like, for example, a beginner photographer is probably don't know how to start. And like, um, they're going to compare people like, oh, is it is it good? Is it not good enough? Those kind of things. My advice for those beginner photographers is just to do it. I mean, even if you are going to replicate your favorite photography, do it. Because whatever that you are doing right now as a beginner photographer, you are not making money out of it. So you're just learning how to compose, to frame all the settings. So just replicate uh, whatever that the uh, photographer that you are you have chosen to do that. And then when you're going towards more advanced photographers, we will... One At one point, we will have that block, that photographer block, and you will not want to shoot anymore. So that's when the problem, you have to settle down. You don't have to probably just don't um, shoot the same thing, shoot different things, uh, just to get out of the comfort zone again and just to get your creative juices flowing again, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a cycle, right? Sometimes we're smart. Mm. Right, sometimes not so much. And I love what you said earlier about not putting labels on yourself you can be a professional photographer one day and a hobbyist the next, and it yeah. should completely satisfy you. It shouldn't be something that you put pressure on yourself for
1: correct, yes, definitely.
0: Sarah. I have one more question for you, and that is what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world
1: um as a hobbyist, I think um. I want to create more and more because I don't really want the big recognition, those kind of things. Um, for hobbyists like me, I enjoy when people enjoy my photo and they get the meaning and the message out of it or they are probably just say, okay, this is w- a wonderful photograph and that's satisfying for me because I don't intend to go professionally. I don't intend to of course, if if I do or I were to get to a professional part in my life next time, um, I'd be glad to do that. Or I get the recognition out of my hobby. Of course, I'd be glad to, do, to have that. But for now, my main goal is not to stop shooting and to be passionate as I am right now and in, in another 10 years, 20 years ahead. And I'll be satisfied, yeah.
0: I love your answer and I love your hunger for photography. I appreciate what you're doing in the photography world that you're sharing your work and being so open with people and I hope you continue doing that for a very long time. And I look forward to seeing everything you create in the future. Oh, thank you so much, Daya. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your wisdom with listeners and with me. I had so much fun speaking with you and yeah, I wish you best with your journey. Oh, thank
1: you so much, Daya. I hope to talk to you again. Me too. Thank you.
0: Great Big Photography World wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return, for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. I love what Sarah had to say about putting labels on yourself and being flexible and open. I really appreciate what she's doing in the photography community and I'm inspired by her perspective and attitude. I hope that you are as well. I hope that this episode gave you some comfort if you're a hobbyist photographer, if you're a professional photographer. I hope that it gave you a boost of inspiration to pursue what you really care about. In any case, we're all here to create something that means something special to us. And I hope that you are getting closer and closer to achieving that goal for yourself. If you want to ask Sarah some questions, or if you want to share your thoughts on this episode with us, feel free to join our online community. It's completely free to join, just to sign up as a member and let us know your opinions and let us know if you have any questions as well. I look forward to hearing from you and see you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest-rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.